0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devil Fruit Punch, the podcast where every week we read or watch One Piece and we talk about it. I am, of course, your host, John, and joining me today from the sandy dunes of Alabasta is Patrick Ramirez. Well, how you doing there, everybody? So happy to be here. And also joining me is Matt.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm uh, hiding under a car right now, but uh, really happy to be here. Thank you so much, everybody,
0: for listening. Thank you both for being here. Uh, we're talking about the live-action Netflix uh, One Piece. Uh, we're, we're liking it so far. We're enjoying it. And now we are on episodes five and six uh, in these two chapters, which did pair extremely well. I think the two-episode thing really uh, has worked out for us so far. But basically in these episodes, uh, Luffy attempts to pay for dinner with an IOU and ends up in basically indentured servitude. Um, We meet Sanji, the cook, and we learn all about his dark past. And also Zoro challenges a guy named Mihawk, who was sent by Garp to capture Luffy. And he is uh, handily defeated and almost dies. Uh, also Arlong throws Luffy in the water and he almost drowns so uh, a lot happened uh, a lot going on so I think the best place to start is with the obvious uh, Sanji this is when we meet Sanji and we learn what his deal is and we see Zeph and all that so yeah how did you guys feel about the adaptation of uh, Sanji I thought that uh, <clears throat> I wasn't sure from the screenshots I've seen of what Sanjay looks like,
2: and I was like, eh, "I don't know. That's not really how I pictured him talking or even looking." I guess as uh, Sanji in this Netflix episode is pretty. He's pretty. He's pretty stacked, you know. It's like a. He's been. He's been working out that chef knife. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, but then it, I, he won me over in that first episode, or in the fourth episode, I guess. I thought they. Uh, or no, it was the fifth episode. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the fifth. <laughs> I and I also I had always called Baratier Barati, and so I was yeah. insanely I was very confused when they said <laughs> it the first time. I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> is that how it's said?"
1: Yeah, 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 but I thought, that, I thought that
2: he works really well. I thought I thought he, yeah. Th- we can talk about it later, but him Sanji and the Zef was fantastic. I thought,
0: yeah, I they uh he called him little eggplant, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how Sanji referred to him as the shitty old man with his shitty restaurant.
2: <laughs> that mm-hmm. was
0: cool and fun. Um, the actor who played him, uh, I agree, Patrick. The accent fucked me up. I was like, I don't think Sanji can talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not acceptable to me. It just took but, a little bit of adapting. Yeah, I did eventually get used to it. But it's very like... I don't know. It almost, he almost sounds like a like British SoundCloud rapper to me or yeah. something like, Oi bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I mean, it, it's interesting cause you were right that that does not match Sandy's voice for me at all. And I, I think mm-hmm. that the internet kind of was unsure about this casting specifically, but, uh, I, I think th- this actor, Taz Skyler, I think he knocked it out of the park. I, I really, really enjoyed this. And, uh, we've been talking a little bit off mic about how I read that Taz like to prepare for this role has learned kickboxing and now like competitively kickboxes as like a hobby and Taekwondo. He just got, you know, got his black belt, his first Dan and like learned like fine cooking. Yeah. He put everything into this and like, you can tell too. That's the thing. Like him cook, like him cutting up, you know, produce and and whatnot. Oh, yeah. It looks good. And the fight scenes that he gets, it's like you can tell he's actually doing crazy kick stuff.
2: Man, I felt that the Sanji fight scene with uh, the, I think the first one you get is the two like assholes at the table that are start fighting. Yeah. He knocks them out. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought his fight was the first fight scene where I was like, oh, I like buy this whole totally like this looks way better than what I've seen in the earlier episodes. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of slow and like they're waiting for each other to do the move because they're wearing like uh, who's the cat guy He's wearing the blades. And it's kind of Kuro. Yeah, Kuro. So I thought the 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 kickboxing Sanji in this episode was like,
0: oh, shit, this looks really good. Actually, the whole the whole time. There was some cool wire fighting stuff later with Arlong, too, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like old school and, and awesome. I thought you could see,
2: I think it's one of the times that Arlong shoves him back and he, and uh, actually I think it's his fight with Zorro. Zorro. And he's sticking uh, his knives in the, in the, in the, in the ground or in the wood floor, you know, and he's like getting pushed to a door and you can see, I think where a wire was like, you know, he was wearing a harness obviously. And you can see that his shirt was like put like perched, like tent pulled in the back. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) I think that's what that's from.
1: Maybe not though. I could be wrong. No, I mean, I could see it. It would, you know, wouldn't be the first time somebody missed something on a TV show. I mean, show. It,
0: it it did look really cool, though, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's, yeah. it's po- possibly just that Sanji's gimmick, his like kick fighting style is just easier to portray in live action mm-hmm. than like, for example, uh, Zoro's three sword fighting or Luffy's mm-hmm. stretchy punches and stuff like that stuff just doesn't translate as well to a guy whose thing is he just kicks, you know, like mm-hmm. that's pretty one to one.
1: I agree. I I, I do think, though, that just the amount of work he put in, like, on his own time, (laughs) like, learning how to fight, it really shows. Uh, It's just, I think, really, really impressive what he did to prepare for this and really excited we're getting another season for, you know, more such things.
0: So I have to be the horny guy in the room, obviously. (laughs) I knew knew this was coming. (laughs) (laughs) So who do you guys think is hotter, Zoro or Sanji? (sighs) I think uh, they're, both, they're both a 10, man.
1: <laughs> sometimes I like chocolate ice cream. Sometimes I like vanilla. Yeah. Like, I, why would yeah. I? I don't want to <laughs> have to choose. They're both great. And, that,
0: and that's fair. Uh, the reason I ask is because I think in the anime and the manga, I've always sort of, maybe this is part of my Zoro fanboy ship, is I've always sort of assumed that Zoro was hotter than Sanji, and that was part of Sanji's resentment towards him. But I think in the live action, it's pretty safe to say it's like, no, these are like two of the sexiest men alive <laughs> yeah. and they're both on the ship together. So, of course, they're like not going to get along, you know, <laughs> John, what did you do when Luffy was in the water and Sanji swam down to get him with the shirt off? Dude, everything Sanji, <laughs> that actor was doing in this these two episodes was doing it was it for working. me so hard. It was like, for you. There was a part where he was sensually polishing his knife. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He, he's just holding his knife at dick level and just like. Stroking it. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> and he also he, he's wearing these like really high waisted pants, which mm. I think is really hot. Some for some reason. I don't know why, but it also made his legs look really longer, which are a lot longer, which I think is part of the Sanji look. So Yeah, for sure.
1: Honestly, like Taz is just so I, I'm not like familiar with his work outside of the show, but like he just seems so charismatic <laughs> and like cool and hot that i do kind of wonder like how goofy are they going to make the the flirtiness and the the horniness down the road because i was wondering about that too he can't be too cool all the time (laughs) he's
2: so even the the flirty stuff with uh, nami at the beginning oh when when he waits at their table he's just like oh i was like this is he's not like uh aloof at all i feel like he's just like trying super hard to flirt and it's probably would work in the real world but like yeah, i feel like uh manga sanji was just like an idiot you know with the hearts coming out of his
1: eyes uh, and stuff yeah i mean I, i'd have to reread it i, I think he was a little suave initially he was okay I, I, just yeah because like and i think that's a pretty typical thing for like a new character has to have like a baseline credibility they might yeah. get like a gag or two but like it, it over time they tend to get goofier and goofier right
0: and also, if they wanted to make Sanji less of a problem in the live action, I would not be against that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of the stuff that happens in the manga, is, there's no way it, it's going to make it over to live action. Nor should it. It would, <laughs> it would ruin the show a little bit. Yeah. I'm kind of uncomfortable sometimes in a cartoony form. I don't want to <laughs> see some of that stuff in live action.
0: Yeah. That's um, but yeah, I, I like Sanji. Do you guys have any more, any more thoughts on him? Um, I guess we haven't really talked about the backstory, so... I mean, I guess I'll just open it up by saying I thought it was uh, well handled. That child actor, I I didn't like him, really, but I think the story itself was told well.
1: Yeah, I, I, for me, thought it was my favorite um, backstory. I think that, like, there, there just aren't many good child actors because they're, you know, little kids. But I thought that this did a really good job of selling, you know, the circumstances of what happened and how tough it was. They toned it down from the like 200 days or whatever in the manga that they were out there, but still really emphasize like they're, they're out there for a very long time. Um, the only thing that they didn't do that I wish they did was to include a line that cause you know, in the manga, um, Zeph explains, you know, you can't eat treasure, but if we get off, if we've survived this, I'm going to use this to buy or build rather, you know, a floating restaurant that can go to the hungry people instead of needing hungry people to go to it. Because yeah. that's like what they needed more than anything. It's like, man, what if a restaurant just floated up and saved their lives and we could have a great I think, meal? Um,
0: I think you can still kind of like intuit that. Like uh, it yeah. wasn't explicit, but yeah.
1: I agree. It gives you all the the pieces to put it together yourself. But I, it would have been nice to have just a little nod.
2: Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that's how he made Baratier. So mm-hmm. that was lost on me. <laughs> I was like. He, he was fleeing the ship with just like just a sack of gold for no reason like that was gonna <laughs> die like i totally forgot that's his seed money for bartier
1: yeah there, there's a really quick yeah. line about how the storm sunk the pirate ship and uh, the ship that sanji was working on and yeah everybody else died including zeph's crew mm-hmm. um
0: i really liked um i all the zeph stuff was just doing it for me man like the whole oregano thing although i was kind of mm-hmm. like I didn't know how to feel about that. What <laughs> Do you guys think that was just like a throwaway joke or like, does, was there something in the manga? I don't, I don't remember. I it was in there. I... I thought, cause I remember the, his bandolier thing. I thought he did have those uh, spices. He yeah. But have, him saying, yeah. them saying like over and over again, oregano is for savages. I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> well, oh, I, I thought it was like funny a little bit. yeah. It was, was kind of like funny, but yeah, it, it
1: really felt like, um, them trying to adapt You know, kind of like sometimes like in, in anime or manga, like they have to try to adapt like a Japanese gag that just does not translate to English at all. And and that kind of Mm -hmm. felt like maybe they were doing that. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was interesting because they, they just needed something to get into stupid fights over. And that was kind of a quick and easy thing. And I agree that it doesn't really make sense that Sanji just has hated oregano even since he was a small child. But, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll find out it's tied to a, a part of a tragic backstory in some way. That-
2: it's a key piece of the story, John. <laughs> I, you just
1: need
0: to accept that. I mean, I just was thinking about it too hard. That's what I'm saying is I'm like, well, is mm. there like a thing where like French people don't like oregano and like- a They down on Italians for using uh, it or maybe. something like that. I, you I know what I mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was merely a vehicle for like, you know, some kind of bit back and forth with Zeph and Sanji. And like, that's like the first thing- that, that's what draws Sanji out to be killed by Zeph is him hearing Zeph put a re- like he's gonna put oregano or he does put oregano in his like soup dish or Velote. dipping sauce whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought it was just like a dumb bit. Yeah literally like blows his cover as a kid. He goes out yeah. to go
1: say something like how dare you. Though to be fair I think he rushes him with a knife. He's like I'll kill you before <laughs> you put oregano yeah. in my face. <laughs> yeah knife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I,
0: and I do think it's like funny the whole dynamic where Zef is like, no, like I'm making fucking medium well pot roasts and shit because (laughs) it's like it's, you know, Midwest white people food that'll like stick to your ribs and put some pounds on you. You know what I mean? Whereas Sanji's like, no, this is an art form to me and I'm going to like perfect this and make a statement with every dish.
1: Yeah. He's bringing the East blue lubies out there. I I thought the medium well thing was a little weird because I don't know, maybe it's the Texan in me, but I've always considered medium rare to be like chef's preference you know if if they're gonna have one but there's a food thing i wanted to mention that uh, i didn't notice this myself i saw somebody online who pointed this out but when sanji first gets like kicked off the cooking line it's for doing this like fine dining you know prepared uh, meal and Zeff gets mad at him for not sticking to the menu um but Zeff doesn't throw the food away he Mm -hmm. just takes it and like puts it somewhere else and and we actually circle back to it later on and I think that's what Luffy eats, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really nice little touch that, you know, even though they're in the middle of an argument like that and, and Zef is like t- taking the dish away from him, he doesn't throw it out. Because, um, you know, food is too valuable for that, uh, especially for, you know, people like them who have experienced not having it. So I thought that was a, a nice little subtle touch. I
0: feel like that was a character moment for Luffy, too, where we're like, OK, Luffy's not like he will just destroy regular meat with no salt. <laughs> but he also appreciates the finer things. Totally you know, he, things, can, yeah. he can like see something that's more like complicated and be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. You know, mm-hmm.
1: Luffy just likes all food, I think is what I'm saying. I really they, enjoyed like Luffy and Sanji. Like Luffy's just like, oh, you're a really good cook. And then I think like multiple times is like. Wow, good fighter.
2: <laughs> yeah, he said good fighter a lot. Yeah, I mean, just wow,
1: great, just great fighter. You'd <laughs> feel the gears turning in his head. Like, interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, he never comments on like any ingredient in the meal, just that it was good because that's like Luffy. That's as far as he could go. Very Luffy brain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's good or it's not good. He wants to eat it or he doesn't.
0: And uh, we can talk about the all blue too because I think that if you're watching the episode, that's that's when the gears start to turn in Luffy's head Mm -hmm. where he's like, Oh, this is a guy who's driven. This is a guy who
1: has a dream and is, and is going to achieve it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I really like the all blue as a dream just because it it has this kind of like fantastical quality to it. Um, and like sorrow's dream is cool. Like I want to be the best swordsman in the world, but you know, I, I like the romantically tinged ones a little bit more. Um, this idea that it might not even be possible because it might not even be out there. To me, that, that's kind of like Luffy trying to find the One Piece, right? You know, most people agree that it is real and it's out there, but it's not a hundred percent known. So yeah, I feel like when Luffy heard that, he's like, okay, well, that's not my dream, but like I, I recognize the essence of, of what you're about and I relate to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the backstory with, um, Sanji and Zeph hit so much more emotionally and works so much better, I think, than, uh Zolo's backstory that we get in the last episode that just was just kind of fell flat for me it's just not as interesting I guess it's like heartbreaking what happens to uh to Kuina, Kuina yeah but uh just not the same weight as like the the story with Zeph and Sanji that we get here and the all blue just being just such a cool idea that he's pushing him to kind of like unbeknownst to Sanji you Mm -hmm. know like the the fight with getting Zeph getting uh, Sanji out of the restaurant to go chase his dreams like is not is not like a standard oh you know you should quit here and go follow your dreams with all blue it's like just yelling how much they hate each other and going get the fuck out of here you know your food you're never gonna cook here like go go chase your dreams but he's really does want him to do that
1: yeah yeah there's clearly like a surrogate father son thing going on, but yeah they they just yeah. don't talk to each other that kindly um mm-hmm. but I know i I really like the touch too of one piece just as a story is great with like the generational thing, where like there was a previous generation, guys like Garp and Gold Roger and such. and one of the things I really enjoyed here is that we get the very clear scene of like son you know child Sanji f like why did you save me?" And he says, because you have the same dream that I did. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to be able to fulfill that dream. So I need to find another one. But like, you can't, you're young, you you know, you're full of uh, piss and vinegar. And I don't know. I I, I thought that was really nice. Uh, I, I always enjoy moments in one piece when like the old guard kind of recognizes something in the new guard. Um,
0: I, I think something that I just realized is a reason that I like this backstory is that And specifically, if you contrast it to Zoro's story, it sort of has this implied history there where between the island where they were starving to death and now when Luffy meets them, you kind of can imagine that there was this building resentment, you know, where Sanji is feels like he's trying to help the old man contribute to Mm -hmm. his dream. And like, you know, you need me to help run this restaurant and blah, 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 like help with your dream. Whereas Zeph is sitting there going like, motherfucker, I saved your life so you could like mm-hmm. go out and like, you know, find the all blue, like be like the most legendary cook in the world. And you're just like right. sitting here at my restaurant, like fuck, like fuck off, you know, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that goes with the f- not throwing away the food. It's like not actively shitting
2: on you and throwing it away and saying you're fucking shit and garbage, but just like sternly saying like, Hey, you should probably get out of here and like go do your live your life. You know, like this is for washups. You know, yeah. It's yeah. Like
1: he, Sanji's like a dog that he's yelling at to try to like make him stop following him around everywhere. He's throwing rocks at him. Right. Go. Go. Get <laughs> out of love. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <out of> here. <laughs> I like, love you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll love you now. And then like and you can imagine how tough it is on Sanji too, right? Because like we we don't get any details about his family if he has one. If they were on the ship that he was working on, then like we were told they're dead. Um, so there's a sense that like Zeph is kind of the only guy that has that he has in the world and like Mm -hmm. he credits Zeph for saving his life and he feels indebted to him. But you're right. Like he's going crazy working in this restaurant where he can't make what he wants to make. (laughs) He's not going to find shit because he's just stuck in the kitchen or the dining room all day long. And yeah, I don't know, I I, I like what you said, John, because it, it, it really does explain how much tension must have just built up between the two over these the years, because it can't the only way it could resolve is with Sanji leaving or Zeph coming with him. Um and yeah, we get to see the very tail end of that. And you're right, there is a lot of implied history there.
0: And I do I I like that the each addition of a new crew member really feels believable. Like it's mm-hmm. really been sold, I think. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even better than the manga, because in the manga, it's to me, at least it's kind of just like a suspension of disbelief, right? Where you're just like, yeah, like the crew comes together because the crew needs to come together, you Mm -hmm. know, like you're not even really thinking about that. But I I think I think that the showrunners of this show actually did like do the work to like sell it because and I I guess the showrunners, but also the actor who plays the actors who play the different crew members. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see on their faces in their reactions that Luffy is winning them over. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, Luffy is a guy who goes around doing these outrageous things, but those are outrageous things inspire people to come to his side and to work with him.
1: You know, well, it, for me personally, like I thought that Sanji's addition to the crew by far felt the most like earned and natural and organic. Yeah, for um, sure. And I think part of that is even just like Luffy calling out like, good cook, good fighter. We need a cook. <laughs> we need fighters. Listen. Wait a, wait a minute. minute. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh. Sometimes the simplest solution, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, in like <laughs> Sanji needs an excuse to not be on Bratier anymore. And like, it all clicks. And like also, you know, I, I love One Piece live action, uh, Zoro and Nami, but like they're, they're kind of gruff, stern characters most of the time. And mm-hmm. like Usopp isn't, but I don't know. Him joining at the end kind of felt like, "Hey, our uh, new ship comes with a new a new dude who's worked on it before." <laughs> <laughs> because because uh, said you should go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're, you are so <laughs> or right. Gaia, I mean, Kaya. It is like Usopp came with the ship. He's yeah. like...
2: He literally did. Kyle was like,
0: I you have this new ship, and then she looks to
2: Usopp like, you All should right. go with them. <laughs> You're yeah. part please. of the deal, brother. But yeah, like... Oh,
1: man. Sanji, it's clear, like, he clearly fits in. Like, he's got a very obvious niche, and like, he's just friendly. Like, like He's just... He's outgoing. He, he seems to like Luffy without kind of just glomming onto him the way Usopp is like, you know, scared all the time and hanging out with the stronger people. Yeah. It just fit. And something else I wanted to say about why I really enjoyed these two episodes is that the crew actually gets to hang out for the first time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, for me, that's been something that I've really kind of wanted and and felt like the first four episodes kind of suffered for not having. And I get it. Like, they have to pack so much into eight episodes, but like, Bradia is just, a, it's a really cool place. Like, the whole time I'm oh. watching is like, I would love to be here and hang out here and go to the bar. 100%. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's cool. You got, they just, you know, the crew hanging out and drinking together without Luffy. Luffy's in the kitchen with Sanji. They're, you know, cutting it up as chore boys and waiters. <laughs> I don't know, man. This just really knocked it out of the park for me.
0: Did you guys feel a lot of chemistry between Zoro and Nami? yes i did but uh also with Usopp and
1: nami too uh yeah a little bit maybe like a little love triangle going on so i um, it does feel like that I, I they they did comment on this <laughs> they said one of oda's like hardline restrictions is absolutely no romances on the crew um
2: like like in like between at, crew like, members. between the actors oh no not, oh, not in real life but
1: like, like okay like nami cannot go out with zoro or anybody else um Oh, right, right, right. It's fine if it's with somebody who's not on the crew. That's how we got like Usopp kissing uh, Kaya. But mm-hmm. I agree. They, they definitely have chemistry. I think part of that is because they're very attractive young people. Who are how could they not? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking
2: about that, too. And I was like, there's no way in this fucking boat that there's not fucking happening because there's too oh, many man. good looking people on this boat, man. What, I think what,
0: this goes back to my uh, friends with benefits theory for Nami <laughs> and Zoro. I'm just going to say. Like, it's not romantic, you know? It's They they,
2: they both are the most street-aware, like, street smarts of the group, you know? So, it's like, they have that in common.
0: They can both, like, put the emotions aside and be like, listen, we both want to fuck. We can be adults about this.
1: Well, yeah, and and it was such a great scene, them having, like, the drinking game of, like, guess if I'm lying, and then, you know, later on when uh, Zoro is, like, unconscious, uh, you know, that's when Nami starts kind of opening up and confessing to him a little bit, which she... Hasn't done with anybody else. Um, not nearly that close, but speaking of Zoro really quick, I did not know until a few days ago that, uh, Makinu, the, uh, actor who plays him is, do y'all know who Sonny Chiba is? The martial artist? No. Mm-mm. He is one of the most famous and coolest and best, like martial arts stars from like the seventies. He was in like the Street Fighter movies, the first movie to get a uh, X rating for violence in America. Uh, he punched a guy's dick off in the movie, um, <laughs> but he's he's most known now for being um, the swordsmith. I should really remember his name um, from the Kill Bill movies Okay. and uh, the villain in Tokyo Drift, if you saw that, too. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: awesome. The guy who plays Zorro
1: is that guy's son. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, so funny. I just looked
2: it up. Blew my and mind. he died. He died in 2021 from COVID.
1: Oh, I, I yeah. I forgot about that. Dude, yeah, that's such a bummer. That sucks.
0: He is carrying on the spiritual legacy of his father in a real way. And I I do wow. love it to see it.
1: Yeah. Cannot recommend um, to y'all and anybody listening. If, you, if you're not familiar with Sonny Chieva, go watch some of that guy's movies because they're awesome.
0: Well, wow. let's talk about Zorro then since we're sort of doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, his whole thing with Mihawk and then, um, you know, we can talk Ooh. about any part of this that you guys want. But the part that sticks out to me is something that's my probably my second favorite thing in all of one piece. And obviously I'm drawing on some extra material. So that is a light spoiler technically, but um, no spoilers. My, I mean, I love the special dynamic between Luffy and Zoro. Like Luffy would die for any of his crewmates. Mm-hmm. He's, he loves them all and supports them all. But I feel like there is a special relationship that he has with Zoro, Um, and that is one of my favorite through lines throughout all of one piece. And I'm, I'm glad that they did, this moment justice in, in the live action, because I think that's sort of the, the groundwork that's being laid.
1: Uh, Which, which moment are you referring to?
0: Well, I guess not just one moment, but the sequence, the the sequence of Luffy realizing like, like what his expectations of Zoro are and what Hmm. the repercussions of those expectations are. And then the like reaffirmation at the end where they both like mutually agree, like, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess we can talk about it because it's open to interpretation, but my interpretation is like like we have to survive to accomplish our goals. We have to continue living, <laughs> you know? We have to like have each other's back and and
1: survive together. Oh, yeah. And I, I really love to Zoro, you know, saying to Luffy, that, I, I swear I will never lose again. you yeah. know, That was the last time. Um, yeah, it, it, that was... It's a bit different in the manga and the anime, but like in the show, they were, you know, up to this point, the gag has been not a crew. We're not a crew. We're just kind of on a boat together. This is the moment where Zoro, like, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm in. You, you're my captain. <laughs> I'm your guy. We're, we're going to go all the way or, you know, die trying.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I don't know about the, uh, di- the dynamic between Luffy and Zoro. I understand. I understand it and I get it. I just, it does not as big a hit to me or not as like emotionally impactful to me Mm -hmm. as their individual uh, drives to achieve what their dream is. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what's more impactful to me. But I do like, I think they even say in this one, when they're talking about Zeph losing his leg or eating his leg, Mm That Luffy's like, oh yeah, I'd eat both my arms and legs for like my crew, or something. He says something like that, right? Uh, yeah, he, he yeah. said,
1: uh, I think it was for Zoro, I think. Uh, it's for Zoro, right? Okay, yeah, I
2: couldn't, I didn't remember if it was for him or the whole crew, but yeah, so he does say that. I,
1: I think he would do it for anyone on the crew, but yeah, in, in that mm-hmm. context, Zoro was the one who was really not in a good way. Yeah. Well, speaking of. I, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish up. Oh, I just want to talk about the fight, man. Because okay, yeah, okay, Dr- Dr- Dracul Mihawk was fucking awesome. Speaking like, of he was, that, he was—he's cool in the manga, and I thought he was cool. But like, he's so much cooler to me in this live-action uh, episode. Like, he's such a cool badass with like. Kind of blue, well, not blue steel, but, like, yellow steel, I guess, where what her eyes, his eyes are. Like, just, like, such a fucking cool, badass dude. Like, just the whole package, man. It's, like, (laughs) man, just, like, really cool, interesting character that really, I think, I don't know who the actor was, but, like, nailed it. Fucking killed it. Yeah. I love that, uh love their interpretation of that
0: man i loved the tiny knife fight i, I stepped I away for a second I, the knife,
1: I forgot yeah. about that <laughs> Dude, I, was, I, was like, I would oh, have yeah. been yeah
0: i would have been pissed if they didn't put that in because that was like the thing about mihawk that was so funny when he was first introduced is that like he is not just that, the yeah. best swordsman on the planet he's also a stunt queen like he mm-hmm. he wants to like, <laughs> put on a show, you know? He's, oh, yeah. He's not trying to beat you in the easiest way. He's trying to beat you in the most impressive way.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like
0: his delivery,
2: like, that character, you take one look at him, you're like, uh, this is not just a
1: swordsman. <laughs>
2: this is this is a theatrical duelist. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, just the whole, like, I'm sorry, I don't have a smaller blade than this. <laughs> so just yeah. it's like he's it's, he's it's very mocking, but genuine at the same time is like sorry kid this is all you're qualified for right now if i had a smaller one i'd use that but i don't and, yeah. and
0: to his credit at the end he was like all right i'll kill you with the big
1: one yeah <laughs> and then yeah at the end like the the world would be more interesting with you in it so i don't i i really like that it, it kind of conveyed the warlord thing of like okay the government told me to go here and do something and okay sure and then he's like yeah I don't feel like doing that anymore, actually. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> that
0: mm-hmm. is the big flaw in the uh, warlord system, which they kind of outline in these episodes. Mm-hmm. I forget which yeah. one, but basically, I mean, in my opinion, the flaw is that the warlord uh, can just go and do what you told him to and then go, ah, they got away. I don't <laughs> oh, know what yeah. to tell you. You know, <laughs> it's like they're really,
1: they're not accountable at all. So, But um, some, I, I didn't have this original thought either but i completely agree with it uh, somebody who's very into one piece that i follow on twitter is like oh i'm so glad they made mihawk just a little fruity which i, I think was yeah. such a good choice just to have that kind of because it, it fits how theatrically looks right like I, I feel like in reading the manga kind of the way Zoro is played in the live action very like kind of low affect very serious and stern to me that's always kind of been how mihawk reads but I love you know Stephen Ward as the actor the way that he he just puts a little bit of a flair into it he's, mm-hmm. he' he's you know he, he looks like somebody's in the theater he dresses like a like a musketeer it fits
0: yeah I was a big fan of everything about Mihawk, to be to be honest and I agree that the fight was was pretty cool I didn't notice the the wire thing that Patrick brought up but I still I Every time Zoro, like, attacked and then got, like, pushed backwards, mm-hmm. I just thought it was cool because that's, like, totally an anime thing, you know? Oh, yeah. And it I thought it looked cool. Like, it really was, like, believably him being blasted backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he really sold it. I think this is going to be a continuing saga, though, of, like, yeah, it's really hard to do the three sword thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he'll do it in one scene and not really use the mouth sword. They'll really play it up and then be like, okay, that was like half our budget for it to make you actually fight with three swords. So we got to
1: really just use this wisely.
2: I mean, it makes yeah. sense.
1: Like you can't, you just can't make it look like he's hitting somebody very hard with the mouth sword without it coming out of his mouth or or what, you know,
0: you know what they need to do. And this is probably so hard to do, but I think this is the only way it could look good is if they built him like a harness type thing to mm-hmm. go around his chest that mm-hmm. would hold it kind of like one of those harmonica holders <laughs> that, like,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean yeah. something
0: like that, but a little bit more heavy duty that then they could, like, take out and post, like, maybe make it green or whatever, so mm-hmm. you can remove it afterwards. But that way, I They'll
1: that way, at something. least the
0: movement could be believable. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, um, I did want to say just while on Mihawk a little bit, I really liked what they did with kind of making him the main villain. Of at least episode, because they did something interesting. They did include Don Krieg, um, but he's only there for like two seconds, and that's um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: about what he deserves. Yeah, not a great character. I I was a little scratching my head. I think Jin was the character's name. Um, the the pirate who shows up and is like hungry because without Don Krieg mm-hmm. showing up again, it, it's it's almost like and then I don't know if we needed Jin to show up. <laughs> I, I guess they needed to feed somebody to. Show that he's nice and cool, but uh just switching it over to Mihawk, um, I think, really worked. And then it made room for Arlong to show up and kind of set up, you know, the final two episodes. So I like those changes. Agreed.
0: I love I talking about on one piece ones. with you guys. Um I, What else do you guys want to talk about? Um, fucking Buggy.
1: Um, oh, yeah. Buggy in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's at the that's at the end of six though, right? I uh, yeah, well, because that's how um, I don't remember if it's at the end of six, but that's how Arlong basically found tracked that. the straw hats. Yeah, they find out that he's he has Buggy's head and Buggy's ear was in the hat the whole time. I think in in the hat band, yeah, in yeah. The hat heard band. everything.
2: <laughs> and then he even comments saying like it's like and it got old real yeah, fast. I've heard everything
1: <laughs> y'all have said, <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> <laughs>
2: y'all are stupid. I believe
1: that it, it he, it called, be. he called him.
2: He called them shittiest, which yeah. I thought was great. <laughs> that is a really
0: good one. <laughs> I, I do love that they kind of went like the Joker route with Buggy. It's mm-hmm. really, I like it more and more every time I see it, where he, uh, yeah. I think it's kind of almost a translation, like a good translation, where it's like, he's telling jokes, you know? Like, yeah. he's a clown, mm-hmm. you know?
1: <laughs> he's he's doing goofs and
0: bits. Like, oh, yeah. he loves it. He yeah, can't and,
1: stop. Like, and that that's very true to Buggy's character of just like a guy who cannot shut up for more than like maybe five seconds. Like, like he just, he, he's always got something to say. He can't not just be that way. He's got
2: to have the last word. Yeah.
1: And, and that's just a very funny contrast when you have these more like kind of soft spoken, quietly menacing types like Arlong. <laughs> I,
0: I, uh, I'm, I hope, B- uh, buggy's body is okay. Cause you know, we don't really know where his body is. I'm, I'm sure we haven't yeah.
1: seen the last of it.
0: <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope he still survives the
2: seasons two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten of this show. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's going to be a long ass time for them to finish this. Uh, it's going to be like the Game of Thrones, you know, like where they started. They're like, oh, we got plenty of time. Don't worry, he'll definitely finish these
0: by the time we get there. Okay, all the actors I, will be
1: like fifty by the time <laughs> it's done.
0: I just, yeah, I I don't understand what their plan is because, like. This show could go on for 25 seasons. Like, it's insane that they've, like, I I would be very surprised if it ever finished, right? Like, that's not crazy to
1: say, right? Uh, I mean, well, I think Game of Thrones is an interesting comparison because, yeah, like, I don't know. They might have to just make up their own kind of ending to wrap things up. They, they might just well, say, that's, that's all we get.
2: This is going to be Oda's uh, sounding board for how he wants to end it. If it works, he's like, "Okay, I just got to recreate that. We're good." Oh, that's. And if it doesn't work, he's like, "Nobody liked that. Okay, I'll yeah, change yeah, it that up." One's <laughs> <out>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's out. <laughs> well, I think the the, sh- the, the people who make the show or the studio. I guess I think they said like we could easily do ten seasons. Like we want to do at least six. Like yeah, like keep it going. We we got plenty. All right, everybody. Well, what?
0: I'm optimistic. We'll
1: see. Yeah. We got another one at least, and um, and we'll we'll see. Oda more or less confirmed that we're going to be running into a certain blue nosed reindeer, but uh, I'm also expecting a certain lady wearing a cowboy hat. Um, and a of uh, raven people. haired beauty. Yes, yeah, I think uh, we're thinking the same. The same. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so
0: excited to see what's gonna happen. I'm sad that I have to wait, but that's how things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, probably have to wait a long ass time due to yeah. ongoing labor struggles. But you know what? Give us our fucking money, you pigs. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you don't have yeah, to exactly <laughs> lose, keep losing money. PGA, you um, know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, this is a one piece podcast, not about <laughs> uh, <laughs> strikes, but support striking workers anyway do you guys have anything else to talk about in
1: regards to these episodes uh i just wanted to say i really liked the bit of um i I wish that they made like the the wound that Zoro gets seem scarier because i don't know i feel like they should have just like not shown it (laughs) if they were gonna go that route and yeah everyone was kind of freaking out and acting like he could die but, yeah, they um, should
0: have like showed his like intent. Like it should have been all the <laughs> way across his chest, it have been and, like gnarly. his stomach is like exposed. Yeah. You know, and
2: like because it just made me think that he held back a lot when he did that. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. kill you with
0: this, and then it's like oh well, he got like a gash, and like Zoro just must be really weak. Then, I mean yeah. that is like the sign of a good swordsman though. If you can like cut someone with like just the very tip of your sword.
1: Oh yeah, just the tip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I- and I wonder if maybe the reason why they did it like that is like well we don't want to give him like that big of a prosthetics car for the rest of this show. But anyway, I really enjoyed the bit that was not in uh, the manga uh, that I can recall of them like gutting the yellowtail and like using its skin. And I have no idea if that's true or not, but (sighs) it's a thing that people did. I don't know if it's actually good, but. That's yeah. what
2: I was going to ask, too, because that's what stood out to me. It was like, you got this fish, okay? Where are we going with this? <laughs> oh, just
0: the skin. I mean, it, it stands <laughs> okay. to reason, though, that because really all you need for a bandage is just you want to protect the wound from yeah. shit getting inside of it. So <laughs> yeah. if you have something that's, you know, like fish skin that will lay flat and kind of stick to the skin surrounding and mm-hmm. create a seal, basically. I, mean, I just feel like I don't know if
2: fish skin is like, the sterile medium <laughs> you want to put over an
0: open wound. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, does it actually work? Does anybody know? I Like I said, I don't know if it works, but it is a thing that people <laughs> did do historically.
1: And yeah, I mean, it, if it's if it's very fresh too, I think that issues like um, bacteria would just be less probably all right. significant. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You probably also would like scrape off like the sinew or whatever sinew yeah. from the skin. So it's just like the
1: scales and the membrane. I would think so, yeah, but mm-hmm. so, yeah, sometimes it, it kind of feels like it, it's a very kind of like anime manga trope to like food literally heals you or like a video game thing. Like you eat a turkey mm-hmm. leg and you get 10 hit points. Back. Right. Oh, and- shit.
0: Not only is this real. Sorry to interrupt you.
1: No, no, no worries. Not only is, is it this recommended?
0: real. There's, there's like a futuristic <laughs> version of this where they're like synthesizing synthetic oh, fish skin. Wow. Right. For like bandages. Yeah. And
2: wounds. Because it's literally armor for your wound, right? Yeah. Yeah. like
0: healing armor well and apparently the fish skin just has a fuck ton of collagen which is like oh what your skin uses to heal anyway man so you're saying we could get like replace our skin with fish skin when i our literally collagen think that's what <laughs> these scientists are doing is like burn <laughs> victims and shit though like putting are gonna start
2: their, they're gonna start their
0: treatments on a fish man island <laughs> 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 we're all gonna be fish men
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's actually, we should talk briefly about Arlong well, because okay, let, let
1: me, let me wrap up. Matt, Matt had an idea. <laughs> I think yeah. first. I was just going to say really quick that like, if, if anybody's like the healer of the group, it is Sanji. And, um, I really enjoyed them kind of coming up with a way for, you know, uh, Zeph to kind of show off his worldly knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, and experience as a pirate, but also for them to kind of play into the healer role in a way that like actually makes sense in a live action context.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, also weren't like uh, butchers also surgeons and shit back in the day? Uh, barbers. Um, barbers, um, I, yeah. I,
1: I, butchers may have been, I'm not sure, but I, I know, yeah, the original surgeons uh, were barbers because they had experience with racers. Yeah, interesting.
0: Um, all right, so let's just talk about Arlong real briefly. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Because we were introduced to him in the last couple episodes, but he actually kind of got more time to shine, I guess, is a thing you could say. I mean, he's a heel, you know, it's like... Yeah. He is a, he is good at being shitty. Like he
1: sucks. You know. Yeah. Like um, we, we got a tease of him before, but now like he's the bad guy of a full episode. Um, they're they're really leaning into him more.
0: Yeah, and they're 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 leading with the like fishman supremacy. Like that's just right out the gates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This guy is like a racial supremacist.
1: <laughs> yep. And and I thought it was a nice touch to have the uh, the maitre d of the restaurant be a fish man. Um, just to get yeah. that moment of just, like, how intensely uncomfortable he feels in Arlong's presence, which I think, I don't know, it's probably good to not, not you know, not to be too glib about this, but to have a not all fish men, uh, thrown in there at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and also, just to reflect that back and just, like, how clearly annoyed Arlong is that he is working as a maitre d' for a bunch of, you know, humans. Um, yeah, it sort were, of
0: hints at the fact that, you know, there's a complicated relationship there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. much
0: as uh modern, like actual existing racial dynamics are complicated and have a lot of history, you know, mm-hmm. but, but uh, yeah, I-, I like Arlong. I like the guy who plays him. He's like, he really kind of plays it. Like he's almost a professional wrestler, you know, mm-hmm. very yeah. physical in his movements. And I mean, just a big guy also.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's very smooth. He's charismatic. Um, but he can get really kind of menacing. Uh, he's got a great physical presence. And I think all those are, you know, really important for Arlong as a character. And
0: they pretty much like his clothes and his look and everything is pretty much lifted directly from the manga.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they even got a stupid hat and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Oh, speaking of hats,
1: Scarp's hat at the, uh, yeah. the dog hat. Yeah, they brought it back again. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
2: Dude. I just realized Arlong is agent Trevor Evans in Ozark oh i not did not know that. that dude he has such a oh. deep voice is that his real voice i think so yeah no i think he's playing it up a little bit for this yeah but it's still like him doing it i think so yeah Yeah, that's it sounds good real mm-hmm. gravelly S- oh yeah speaking of voices uh in in Iago, the guy who plays uh luffy luffy and the person who plays sanji are both doing their spanish dubs because they're both spanish they speak spanish that's oh, awesome that's awesome
1: yeah I, I, I saw that um the guy who plays Sanji is born in spain but mostly based out of london um and i was just curious like hey i, I wonder how long that's his accent yeah yeah I, or his english accent i guess because i thought he was australian I, i'm like oh maybe that's why the accent sounds that way but no just having like a Kind of a hybrid like uh, Spanish-English accent is really fascinating.
0: That's so crazy because I definitely thought it was like French or something. Like it sounded so weird. I was like, is this, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I mean, I didn't
2: know it was Spanish at all. I just thought he had a weird London accent, like weird, you know, Londonish English accent. And I was like, it's just like real kind of thick, you know, laying it on. And I was like, oh, he's from fucking well, Spain. I was like, "His, I wonder how, I wonder if he has to really alter his Spanish accent to make it sound like his character that he plays. Like, it's
1: probably super difficult to do that, right? In Spain? In Spanish, I mean? Well, so, I I would think so. But like, what makes it even weirder, I've just got his wiki pulled up now. He, he was born in the Canary Islands. So, like, it was Spanish territory, but like, he's kind of right off the coast of like Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what like contemporary culture in the, in the Canary Islands is, but his mom was from Yorkshire, so okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot Interesting. going on with that guy's background.
0: That's, yeah, there, there's a lot going on there for sure. Um, are you guys just about ready to get to the rating and review? Yeah, I think so. All right. As always, we will begin with Patrick. Out of seven berry kingdoms, what will you give these two episodes? Well, I will say episode five did a
2: lot of heavy lifting for this rating. So, uh, and I liked episode six. It's just, it's kind of in the shadow of episode five for me. So, I'm going to get the 6.5 out of seven Barry Kingdoms. I thought they fucking nailed it with both uh, being faithful to the original story, um, really great, doing a great representation on the screen of all the actions and, you know, making the story come to life. I thought the actors nailed everything. Um, even if I was unsure at the beginning of uh, their casting choices, but thought it was such a, such a great two-parter here. Um, I think the best two episodes of the season so far for me.
0: All right, uh, I pretty much agree. Um, I think I'm gonna go six. Um, you know, just in case it gets better, because I could very well see it getting better, or the last two episodes could be shit, and I could be disappointed. But I just want to <laughs> leave that possibility open. So. Yeah, I'll give it 6 out of 7 because um, I really liked everything. I don't have really any complaint. So, uh, Matt, what about
1: you? Yeah, um, I mean, these are definitely my favorite episodes so far. Um, I I like that we get some more of the iconic One Piece stuff, like um, Luffy deflecting the cannonball. Um, We get to see the gang just have a nice big meal together for the first time. Um, But yeah, I... I, uh, I just am so impressed and, uh, delighted with Taz Schuyler's performance as Sanji. Uh, I thought that the fight choreography was just better than anything from before. Um, between his, you know, stunts and the Zora Mihawk fight, I, um, the characters got to, they finally got to just hang out together, which I I really needed, uh, for a while. And, um, everything worked for me. I, I loved the actors in this. Uh, the, uh, actor who plays, uh, Zeph, uh, was fantastic. Uh, Craig Fairbrass. Um, I mean, he's somebody who's been in a lot, he's been in a lot of movies. He was in, you know, like the bank job. He was in, um, the call of duty games. He still is. He's the guy who voices ghost from the call of duty. Yeah. games. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it, it was just really good, man. I, I, best backstory. I'm going to go a plus because I don't think anything is quite hidden S rank for me. And I don't want to just give S rank to my favorite, but like nailed it, man. A hundred out of a hundred wouldn't really change much of anything. I think if my biggest complaint is that the scar or the, the wound Zolo got should have been a little more severe looking. They mm, should have actually killed him. They should have actually murdered him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then recast the role. (laughs) That's uh, that's pretty good if that's the the only real complaint I have. So I, I thought for sure. it was great.
0: Yeah. Uh oh I I just wanted to say I'm so glad they did the mustache for Zeph. Like at oh, yeah. no oh, point yeah. have these showrunners taken the coward's way out and not included <laughs> something because it's insane. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them for that. I'm changing yeah. my score. Six point five like Patrick. All right. There you go. I think there you go. Half, half a point for the mustache. <laughs> we got some wiggle room <laughs> yeah. in case they get better. Yeah. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. You can, as always, email us at devilfruitpunch at gmail.com. Please, please do email us because we love to hear from you guys. We really and do. yeah, other than that, we will see you next time. And until then, ahoy. Ahoy. Ahoy.